So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. I'm David Spizak, and this is The David Spizak Show. Why would it not be? It's me. (laughs) Well, listen, um... I've been thinking about a lot of things uh, over the last week or so, and I've been thinking about what I wanted to share with you today. And, you know, while I've had many adversities and obstacles in my life, and I may end up with many afflictions uh, far beyond what I've, I've experienced to this point, one of them has never been not having something to say. I am that person that I'm interested in pretty much everything. I've got the curiosity of an eight-year-old. Um, and I'm always seeking wisdom. And as part of that journey, you know, I'm always interested in people's perspectives. I hope that you find this interesting, my perspective, because what I wanted to spend some time talking about today is time and the concept of time. And what does it mean in our day-to-day lives? What does it mean over the, the broad, uh, you know, from end to end, from the time we, we come into this earth to the time that we leave? I'm I'm pretty far into that journey. I can't tell you exactly, accurately how far I am because uh, God has not shared with me when my expiration date is, my due date, um, wherever I'm going. But you know, I'm going to be 63 in November, and so I can give you some context. Um, and that is that I'm 63, and according to Social Security, according to a lot of uh, medical journals or health establishments, they believe the average age at this point for a male is 83 years old. It's not a guarantee, obviously, and that guarantee can work both ways. It's not a guarantee I'll live that long. It's not a guarantee that I'll stop living at that point. I might live to be 100, um, and uh, honey, if you're listening... Kids, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I hope that's not the case. Um, for a couple of reasons, I'll be too damn tired um, by then. Uh, number two, uh, I'm really not that excited about living beyond a time where I'm able to have a decent quality of life, uh, where I can do things for myself and engage with other people and do what I love to do. And the third thing is just means that you know, when you consider your burn rate once you stop uh, generating revenue as a company or as an individual, you know it just means that I'm I, I should probably reduce my spend uh, between now and eighty three. If I think there's any likelihood, I'm going to make it to a hundred because holy cow, um, that's going to cost a lot more money, and I would rather have that in the hands of my wife and my dear children than for me to be sucking uh, that money out of the bank. But the reason I brought all of this up is because I happen to come across something that I've seen many times, but I don't know about you. Um, sometimes you'll hear something, you'll see something, whether it's on the internet, on TV, and you could see it or hear it three, four, five, eight, ten times. Doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't strike you as anything special, especially meaningful. Doesn't resonate. 
But then you'll see it maybe that third or fifth or 10th time. And all of a sudden you happen to be in the exact time space, uh, frame of mind that all of a sudden it makes you stop and go, huh, that's, that's a pretty important statement. I think that's pretty worthwhile thinking about. And, and here's what this was for me. So there's an old quote. We don't know if it's true or not, of course, but it's been shared many, many times. And it's about a Buddha. And uh, and he was asked about time. And when he was asked, uh, somebody, somebody happened to ask this particular Buddha, what's the biggest mistake we make in life? And the Buddha replied, the biggest mistake is you think you have time. Goes on to say, time is free, but it's priceless. Isn't that interesting? How many things in life are free, but priceless? Well, if you think about it, they're the most valuable things in your life. Love is free, but it's priceless. Family is free, but it's priceless. Friendships are free, but they're priceless. Goes on to say, you can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once it's lost, you can never get it back. So he goes on to say, you know, the average person spends, it lives on about 83 years. And out of those 83 years, about that's going to translate into, I think, right around 4,300 weeks. And I believe I'm somewhere around 3,300 weeks into my particular uh, situation here. I'm, oh, 3,281, I'm staring at my phone, 3,281 leaks, uh, 3,281 weeks. Uh, I, I think I stuttered and stumbled there just because of the thought that I've been on this earth almost 3,300 weeks. And um, even more importantly, you know, if I make it, I'm fortunate enough to make it to 83, it's, it leaves me, I believe, around 1,000 weeks left, give or take a few. Now, That gives me urgency, and it gives me pause at the same time. It gives me urgency because it tells me that, especially considering I don't know exactly how much time I have left, I don't have time to waste time. I don't have time to waste time with negative people, toxic people. I don't have time to waste on things that are not incredibly important or meaningful to me. I don't have time to waste on, um, you know, watching hours and hours of streaming TV. Not that that wouldn't be entertaining. Maybe I would do that. Maybe I did that. I did watch TV when I was younger. But the older I get, the less interested I am in TV and in entertainment, the more interested I am in substance, things that I can potentially use to help uh, up-level my life or up-level me, things I can use to have a better impact, a more profound impact, a more positive impact on my kids, on my relationships uh, with my wife, uh, with my mom, my siblings, my dear friends, the people I work with, uh, people I care about. And it strikes me that I just don't have the time to waste on things that are trivial. You know, the truth is, I believe that we never did. We never do have that time to waste on the trivial, on the unimportant, on the negative, and on the toxic. But because we're not either tuned in to the fact that 
we don't have enough time. We don't have more time. Sometimes we just give ourselves a hall pass. Sometimes we put on hold the very things that was the most important thing in our life, our dreams, our aspirations, our goals, the targets that we wanted to hit, our bucket list. All of them, at some point, quite possibly can take a back seat to things that are sadly not even close to as important. Not then, not now, and not ever. And you know what's interesting is I'm a big math guy. I love math. I love data um, because it doesn't lie. I mean, there's no emotion in it. There's no drama in it. It is what it is. And I bring this up because I just happened to notice just today as I was looking at this that I've lived 3,281 weeks. And if I'm fortunate, if I'm blessed, I'll make it to that average, not that I want to be average, but that average of 83 years. And if I look at it on that on a mathematical basis, I'm 63, but I have expended um, 76% of the weeks that in that scenario that I'll be given to live on this earth. 76%. That means I only have 25% left. Now, for those of you listening, whether you're 18, 28, 38, 58, or 88, You could do your own math if you're 88, by the way, way to go. (laughs) You're on bonus year five. Uh, And I hope you get a lot more. Um, But the reality is the average person in 83 years of life is going to spend 1,500 of their weeks um, sleeping. 1,500 of their weeks are going to be sleeping Most people are working between the ages of 22 and 65, which means that we spend about 2,300 of our weeks in the career phase. So let's add that up, 2,300 working, 1,500 sleeping, that's 3,800. And uh, if we're lucky enough to make it to 83, what does that leave? Roughly 600 weeks, that's it. Um, Most people people tend to spend... uh, I don't know, roughly 900 weeks in retirement. Um, And on average, women get roughly another year longer of life than men do, 364 additional weeks. Now, here's where I think it's really important to think about the time and, and give it context. If you put your mind to something, if you focus, you really focus, and you live with intentionality and with purpose, it takes the average human roughly 50 weeks to become advanced at any skill. Think about that. You you could not possess this skill today, and 50 weeks from now, uh, you could be at the advanced level. And I didn't say you're best in the world. I didn't say necessarily um, mastery. Uh, It's said that you need to put in 10,000 hours for mastery. But you will be definitely at an advanced level. And here's why this is incredibly important and interesting to me. Is if you consider the fact that you work roughly 2,200 weeks in your life, and it takes 50 weeks to become advanced at any particular skill, think about this. That means you have enough time 
to learn 44 new skills during the course of your career, or 64 if you include retirement. Think about that. So if any of us make it to the age of 83 or 84, we have the ability to get to the point of being advanced a minimum of 40 to 60 times over the course of our career or career slash retirement. Most people, interestingly enough, sadly enough, they may not get to the second or third or fourth. Why? Because they go to school and they come up with something in their mind that they think they can do or should do. May not be a passion. They may not even be great at it. Um, But maybe they made the decision because it was the practical thing to do. Maybe they made this decision because they were influenced by friends, by family, by parents, by teachers. Maybe they made that decision because they happened to be young and at the age of 18, 19, 20, what the heck do we know? Our brains don't even fully develop until we're 25. But nonetheless, regardless of the actual reason, they will choose a vocation, they will choose an industry, they will choose a particular position, a talent, a skill, and they will pursue it. And that turns into a job, turns into a job. Now, one would hope that it also happens to be a passion. You see, when you're good at something or great at something and you're also passionate about it, odds are very high that you're going to be amongst the best. And if you're amongst the best, you're always going to have opportunities forever. You're probably most likely going to have a great time doing it. Your job is going to be your play and your play is going to be your work. And that's a pretty cool way to live. It's just simply not true for most people. You've seen the statistics. You've heard these statistics well over 70% of people around the world, and yes, in the United States, are dissatisfied, unhappy, don't like what they do for a living. You heard me. Now, if they're spending 1,500 weeks asleep, and they're spending 2,200 plus weeks doing whatever it is they're doing, man, isn't it a shame that they're spending the vast majority of their life doing something that doesn't bring them happiness, joy, satisfaction, or fulfillment. And if it doesn't bring them those, it's highly likely that it's also not bringing them to their goals, to their aspirations, to their dreams, to the level of income or wealth that they hoped when they were younger. But if you're younger, and younger can be anybody younger than 70, or anybody younger than me, I'll be 63, as I mentioned, in a couple months. You have time on one hand. I mentioned I took pause, but I also feel urgency. And I told you I feel urgency because I'm through 76% of my expected weeks. But I take pause because I really want to make sure that I am intentional with how I spend them. And I'm just suggesting today regardless of where you are in life, in terms of income or in terms of wealth, in terms of assets, regardless of your age, regardless of where you are in terms of academics, I would advise, suggest that you both feel the urgency 
and take pause as well. Because if you think about it, the reality is we don't have any more time. We, none of us are going to have the time that we hoped. Really. I don't, I'm thinking about this here in real time, but personally in my 62 plus years on this earth, I've never spoken to anybody or known anybody or heard of anybody who's gotten to the end of their life who said, thank God that's over. Man, I cannot wait to get into that hole in the ground. I've never heard that. Everybody I know would love to have one more day. Their families would love to have one more day with them. You probably feel the same way. So I would urge you to perhaps start looking at time differently in a different context because we think that we're going to have, you know, a million tomorrows. We think we've got a lot more weekends, a lot more vacations. But what I know is this. If I've expended 76% roughly of the weeks that I'm expected to be on this earth, and if I look at what's left out of those 1,000 weeks, um, that's 20 years. And out of those 20 years, if I was to take two vacations a year, that'd be pretty fortunate. That means I also have 40 vacations left in my life, if I'm lucky. You know? If I look at the weekends, right, means I'm going to have roughly 52 weekends uh, over the course of each year. And that, that means I have a limited number of weekends. Time with my kids, time with my wife, time with my friends. And so is it any wonder that I'm focusing more and more on doing things with intention, on spending my time, which is precious, free yet precious, on the things that mean the most to me, with the people that mean the most to me. Hopefully this also gives you insight why I do what I do. You see, years ago, I met somebody named Father Bob Spitzer, and whether he knows it or not, he had a really profound impact on my life. Father Bob was a Jesuit priest, um, was the president of Seattle University, Gonzaga University, and I had the good fortune of meeting him through a gentleman named Lou Tice, who also had a transformative effect on my life. God rest his soul. And Father Bob sat me down one time, and he said, David, I want you to imagine yourself at 80 years old. He didn't say 83, he said 80. And you're just sitting in a chair, in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, and I just want you to close your eyes. And think about your life at 80. I want you to look back and contemplate. Think about this. As it pertains to you having a positive impact on the world, how did your life differ from that of a rock? Isn't that a punch in the face? When I'm 80... Well, I have made a better contribution, a more profound contribution, a more positive contribution than any rock that happens to be sitting in any given location around the world. Sounds preposterous, but I would submit that there are human beings that have lived in this world their 80 years 
and they didn't. So I would just say this. For me personally, when I get up in the morning, I get up in the morning in the hopes, I even say the prayer, God, please let me leave people better than I found them. If I could do that, that's a meager but a decent start. If I could find ways of giving back through coaching people for free, mentoring people for free, maybe there's something. If by doing this podcast, I can reach one person, two people, five people, that I could leave them better than they found them. If I could give them something to think about, if I can remind you of exactly how special you are, you are, in fact, one of one. Not your DNA alone that is unique in this world. It's you. It's your horsepower. It's your impact. It's your potential. It's the way you look at things. It's your intellect. It's your experiences. It's what you've come through and overcome. You are one of one, which makes you also precious, also special. Doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter what people have told you. Doesn't matter how they've characterized you. Doesn't matter the mistakes you made. What matters is the time you have in front of you. What matters is if you treat that time as special, as precious as you are, as precious as life is, then chances are, like me, you will start looking at it differently. Like me, you will become intentional about what you do with your time. Like me, you will eliminate the negative and the toxic. Like me, you will, you will increase that which is purposeful. And like me, you will wake up every day wanting to have some type of a positive impact in the world, starting with you. So I hope this helps you. I would love to hear from you. And if you've enjoyed this, if it's annoyed you, if you don't agree with it, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. And if you know anybody who needs a reset when it comes to time, please feel free to share it with them as well. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens.